0: Small town music, this is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can use it Fun he can prove
1: it. Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis way, and this is your Monday bonus episode. And and as an added bonus I'm not alone in the room, because joining me live, in person, vaxxed, and boosted, in the rock room, please welcome Kevin Hartbarger. Hey, Kevin. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me. <laughs> now, Kevin, you're in town because we're going to go see Elvis Costello tonight. Yeah, we are. I'm pretty pretty excited about it. Our seats could be a little
2: better. Yeah, well, the first row was sold out, so I had to settle for second
1: I hope John Lamoureux isn't in front of us (laughs) because that would not be good. Could you imagine Lamoureux in the front row? Everyone, like everyone for 10 rows back is just like, are you kidding me? Right. Or can you imagine Lamoureux in front of us holding up an iPad, recording the entire show? Uh, Judd Apatow style or Apatow, however however you say it. Put your iPad away, old man. Yeah, put it down. Uh, So yeah, second row. So I'm very excited. And um, you want to get there late because we don't need to see that opener. Who is it? Some no name? Uh
2: I don't know. He's uh he had a song on the he wrote a song that was on the bodyguard soundtrack that mm. somehow has made him independently wealthy. So now he tours the world with uh guys in Mexican wrestling masks. Oh, that sounds like a snooze. Who is it? Uh Nick Lowe.
1: Oh, okay.
3: I yeah. know of, I know of his yeah. work. He's
1: uh uh he's he's been around for a while. How how much money does Nick Lowe have from like the albums that he produced too? Like for, you know, Graham Parker mm-hmm. and he even produced the one of the singles from the first Pretenders album. He produced Stop Your Sobbing. Yeah. I don't know why he didn't produce the whole album. Yeah. He, but uh He
2: produced what first the first five Elvis Costello albums, I think. I mean, um, and
1: for a lot of people, that's still the sweet spot.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He uh but I just I can't imagine the money. He makes off of peace, love, and understanding. I mean, it's and just and who recorded Curtis Stigers? Is Curtis that? Stigers, yeah, is on the Bodyguard soundtrack. And I wonder that. if Curtis Stigers also has some sweet money from that. Probably some, but nothing near. I mean, it's just it's incredible you think about. I mean, yes, yeah. Nick Lowe is is like massively and independently wealthy, but still goes on tour and
1: still, still make, puts out new music, and he's able to make the music that he wants to make yeah, because he's not totally. beholden to selling records or anything. Right. Right. So that's cool. Yeah. And that's kind of Elvis too. He just makes a lot of these guys, they just do We were talking about Todd Runger earlier today. He just does what he wants to do too. Only bands like I mean, only the real big bands are still beholden to want to sell records. Like I think U2, even though they still do what they want to do, I feel mm-hmm. like they want to sell right, millions of records. Yeah. I mean, someone like Elvis
2: Costello, Nick Lowe, Todd Runger have never they never really sold records. No. They had you know, maybe a couple of uh you know, Elvis had two top 40 hits. I think Niccolo yeah. had one top 40 yeah, hit in his they, entire
1: life. There's not many golden platinum awards in some of no. their households. And no. they don't care. No, they don't. Why would they? Good for them. I don't have any and I don't care. No, me neither. All right. Today's topic is I don't know, I think I called it questioningly or question songs. I forget what the final artwork says. But anyway, it's songs that end in a question mark or songs that are a question. And uh, it's pretty easy to find these in your iTunes. You can actually just type a question mark and mm-hmm. search and they all come up. Yep. Or, the, or the words who, what, where, when, why, all those work. But for the next Patreon curated episode, I need to give you a heads up and I need to give you a heads up right now because I forget who suggested this topic. And if it was you, you know, let me know and I'll give you some props later on down the road. But the next time we do this, it's gonna be songs that stop, and start again. Not songs that stop and then go into another song. It's the same song, and it stops and starts again. Hard to search those in your iTunes. You have to search those for memory, or if you hear one, make note of it, Yeah. send your intro and your song into me. Yeah, that'd be really cool. That is, uh, I like when they do that. Yeah, I, I do too.
2: I'm racking my brain to think, think of Can't think of one right examples. now, can't think no. of any right now. No.
1: Oh, no. Um, Cheap trick, Baby Loves to Rock. Because it goes, more and more, I'm thinking about love. So that's one. <laughs> yeah. Don't use that one. I'm using it. It's taken. <laughs> already taken. Don't do it. It's taken. That's the one I'll play. Um, before we start this episode, and how many submissions do we have, Kevin? You don't know. You tell me. Uh, I'm going to say we have about... I think we uh, I think we have about 28 28 songs. Oh cool. 28 songs, 28 intros. That's what it looks like to me. Uh, before we start though, I want to do a quick concert roundup. This past Tuesday, I was at the Ford Theater in Los Angeles. Amazing theater. It holds 1200 people. It's an outdoor venue, but it's closed like the whole way around. So like you walk into it and you're it's almost like you're in a king's crown if that makes sense. Okay. And behind the stage is, like when you're at the Greek, behind you is all the f- foliage, like the mm-hmm. trees and everything. But with this one, the stage is open in the back. So behind the stage, you see palm trees and trees and, you know. Oh, really cool. Everything. Yeah. I'm always concerned that a mountain lion's going to come down <laughs> in the middle of the show <laughs> and uh, take a bite out of Melissa Etheridge, which is who we saw. Um, there's not a bad seat in the place. Yeah. The first five rows are double A, double B, double C. That's how they're, and then once you, after double E, it starts A through the rest of the alphabet. Yep, We were in row N and it's perfect. Like it's N is I think 14 rows back perfect not a bad seat in the house and so N would m be in front of n and then o is behind m okay yes yes yeah. just like then that p and then q would come next i think yeah i think there's 26 letters in all i could be wrong
2: oh interesting okay. yeah all
1: right um the sound is it's perfect i've seen three shows there i've seen yes i've seen dennis DeYoung young solo and now i saw melissa Etheridge, and it's just perfect i want to give a shout out to the staff there everyone's polite everyone's helpful the bathrooms are clean it's just it's just impeccable and a lot of people don't go to the ford like melissa etheridge i can't even talk melissa etheridge made this joke that when she lived in la she would always pass on the 101 and she would see signs for the ford theater and Mm -hmm. she's like i don't even know where that is but it's just it's right off the 101 it's like it's a gift it's a gift to music people that's That's what i'm going to tell you yeah Uh, excellent the show was great. Melissa was a 10. The set list for me was about an eight because um, she has a ton of songs that I love that she didn't play. Obviously, every artist does that. Yep. She took a deep dive on the first album, played like five or six tracks off of that. Mm. And she's going to be off-Broadway in October, I think doing kind of what Springsteen did with his on-Broadway show. Yeah. So she was uh, she was telling lots of stories, and it was really, really cool. So the show was great, and I want to thank, again, the people at the Ford Theater for uh, passing those tickets along to us. And I recommend anyone going to the Ford Theater. So thank you so much. All right, here we go. Let's do it. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm actually going to start the show with our friend Christy Stratton. I'm going to start the show with her actually asking a question. And this goes way back to, I think, 1985 when Christy was a teenager she called into Rockline <laughs> to ask Elliot Easton a question. Yep. Now, the sound quality isn't great, so listen up.
4: Here we go. From Fort Worth, we have Christy on the line. She's listening to The Zoo in Dallas. Hi, Christy. Hi,
0: I'm Elliot. I'd like to say I love you so much
5: and you're the greatest. Oh, I and so. um, I'd <laughs> like to ask
0: uh, how
5: come that you have never thank me and I like
1: to ask when your birthday is. All right. So that was her question. That was Teenage Christy. Um, <laughs> God, if anyone has a copy of Elliot Easton on Rock Line that sounds great, please send it to me. Please send it to me. And Kevin, while we have the listener's ears is there anything you're looking for? <laughs> yeah, actually. Uh well we were talking about this because,
2: you know, we are we're going to see elvis Scott Solo tonight and uh you know, as I was going back and listening to a lot of old stuff to get ready for the show, I recalled that The Attractions did an album without Elvis. So it was just the three attractions. Is it called And The Attractions? Uh No, it's just called The Attractions. Damn it. It's called Mad About the Wrong Boy. Came out in 1980. Um, I think they sort of trade off on singing. It's like whoever wrote the song sings the song. I've heard a couple of the tracks that, I mean, it sounds, you know, it sounds like them as a band and mm-hmm. doesn't really sound like Elvis in terms of, you know, the, the melody of their lyrics or anything. Uh, but I would love to, I'd love to have like a good digital copy of that. So if anyone out there has it, it only ever came out on vinyl. It's never been released on CD. So if anyone has a nice digital vinyl rip and wants to send it along.
1: Yeah. Send it to rock solid podcast at gmail.com. And I will certainly charge Kevin for it. Thank you. Um okay so we had uh we had a late entry for today's show it came from Chris McIntosh so I did get it Chris I'm going to play your audio from directly from my email let's see how that works <laughs> and then uh then I'll hesitate for a second and go into your song so we're off and running here we go I'm going to cough <laughs> I don't know why I'm coughing okay here we go
6: Hi Pat and listeners, this is Chris McIntosh and I'm wondering if anyone will have the courage to ask who done it. The artist is Genesis from their album Abacab. Okay, take care. Bye.
1: All right, all right. That was a that was a nice smooth intro. It sounded good, Chris. Now let me jump over to the iTunes library. You told me to take it from the top. So here's Genesis from Abacab. Here's Who Done It. I think it was Colonel Mustard. I thought it was Professor Plum. Hmm. I think I think they did it together. Was it you
7: or was it me? Or was it a Was it I or was it me? Or was it Exosy? Was it you or was it me? Or was it a Was it I or was it me? Or was it Was it you or was it me? Or was it a Was it I or was it me? was it Was it you or was it me?
1: It is it? All right. Who done it? D-U-N-N-I-T. And he's singing with the Cockney accent a little bit. I always like that. I think that's fun. Uh, do you like Genesis? Uh, I'm okay with Genesis. All right, I, uh, I, I definitely
2: prefer the late, later period, you know, I guess starting with Abacab. Yeah, so okay. a little the more of the 80s.
1: You like Illegal Alien. That's your favorite Genesis Oh, yeah. You Lo- find it to be timely. Song. You sing it all the time. It you does. Enjoy it. Yeah. No, I, I I do love singing it <laughs> loudly in the car. <laughs> uh, where are we going to go from here? Oh, this is a good one. Love this guy. Love the guy's voice. I love his energy. I'm not talking about the uh, the artist. I'm talking about the guy who's going to do the intro. Okay. And this is a friend of yours, too, I believe.
6: Oh, let's hear it. Here we go. Hey, y'all. It's Tony Greathouse in East Alabama. Hey, Pat. Hey, distinguished guest in the rock room, which I'm assuming is our great buddy Kevin Hartbarger. Are you there? If yeah. you are, you'll like this one. Oh, thanks, Tony. I'm submitting my question song. In 1971, the Bee Gees released How Can You Mend a Broken Heart. It's a beautiful song, one of their best. But a year later... The Reverend Al Green covered it, and I think he stole it from him. Subjective, but that's my pick. <laughs> How Can You mend a Broken Heart by Al Green. Started about 3.04. And I appreciate the show. Let us play along. And y'all, be sweet. We could never see to
0: would you believe that no one, no one ever told us about the sorrow? And so, how can we make a broken heart? And mine is...
8: Can
6: you stop the rain from
0: falling oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Can you stop
2: the old
1: All right, Kevin, have you heard that version before? Oh, uh,
2: yeah, absolutely. Uh, Tony's 100% right. I mean, they, they stole that right out from under the Gibbs. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's cool. You no, know, Tony and I have a thing for, uh, for Al Green, a mutual. Mutual admiration society.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Al Green's good. He's good. And uh, good pick as always, Tony. Tony's going to be on an upcoming episode. Me and Tony and Dave Fastini via the magic of Zoom. We are going to do a track by track of Prince's 1999 because it's celebrating some anniversary this year. And I forget what it, uh, what the number is. Uh, 40. 40 years. Mm-hmm. There you go. So we're going to be doing that. So that'll be fun because uh, I love Dave Fastini. And, uh, and I love, uh, Tony Greenhouse. I think the three of us, we're going to be sweet. Well, maybe. Okay.
2: We'll see. One of us. Two out of three.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Fistini. Okay. So, uh, we got a new voice on the show. It's a new Patreon person and it's a lady, which I love when the ladies participate. Cause I don't like it to be a dude fest. Yeah. So I like the lady and I like the ladies. Well, sure. I like all the single ladies. <laughs> um, and here's how you get to participate. I'll throw it out here now. People are tired of hearing it. And I throw it out anyway. Go to patreon.com forward slash rock solid podcast, and you support this show for $2 a month. It's $24 for the year. Set it and forget it. It's fucking two bucks. 50 cents a week. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Honestly. And you can win a prize. People. I gave a prize away today. I gave away a Sammy Hagar book, which is worth, I think, 29 bucks. If you won that, you've made $5 for the year.
2: Yes. And that's a very nice looking book. I'm here. It's, it's a very lovely book. I made Kevin look at it. The uh, photography is is excellent. It makes you thirsty right away. I got drunk reading it. I got drunk reading it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, folks, Patreon, just just do it. What are you doing freeloading off the airwaves, listening to all this excellent content?
1: I'm going to start... Hard I'm gonna, work. I'm going to start saying that this isn't fun for me, and it's all work, and I hate doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm going to go that way now. Yeah. God, Just I hate it. it. Right. I don't even know if I can continue if I don't get some Patreon people. Right. All right. Uh, this woman's intro is great, and her voice is great, and I love everything about it, so let's listen to it.
8: Hey, y'all. This is Beth Kimmett. I'm a long-time listener, first-time patron, and I have to say this is definitely not my first take because... Recording a voice memo is fucking awkward. But anyway, <laughs> my request for the Patreon curated episode is What Makes You Think You're The One by Fleetwood Mac. This is from their 1979 album Tusk. And it's a Lindsay song. And it was recorded with Lindsay and Mick. And they were sitting actually on opposite ends of the studio. And Lindsay was on piano, which is interesting because obviously he, it's not what he's known for. But they added the bass and the guitar in afterwards. And this song is really aggressive it's really mean it's pretty much just Lindsay throwing a tantrum he's just kind of being a little petulant little bitch but it's (laughs) really good um i know people think that rumors has like really mean songs about stevie on it which is true but um they don't even really compare to anything that he has written on Tusk. Everything on Tusk is so rude. And I think this is
0: <laughs>
8: one of, if not probably the meanest songs he's ever written. It's really great to scream sing. If you're in your car and you're really pissed off at someone, like blast this. It's great. Makes you feel a lot better. Um So Pat, if you could cue it up from like 1.20 to like 2 minutes, I think that's, in my opinion, the best part of the song. And I hope everyone else likes it too.
1: First of all, Beth, never stop participating. I don't know how many takes it took you, but it was perfect. Uh, The Timber of the Voice, love it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Commentary, perfect. You swore, cool. Awesome. And you picked a great song. Excellent. So so please start looking for a song that starts and stops again, or stops and starts again. One of those, either one. Right. But uh, (laughs) please keep participating. We need you. Great job excellent. great, great job excellent. We loved it. All right here's a guy I believe he has attached his song right to the intro which you can do but you don't have to do but this guy did. He shares your name. he's another Kevin. Oh here we go.
6: Hello Pat and fellow rock soliders. this is Kevin Clement from Baton Rouge Louisiana chiming in with my question song. There's just so many question songs that I wasn't sure which one to choose, so I went ahead and just went to iTunes, put it on random, and just kept going until a question song came up. And what came up was one of the bigger question songs, one of the ultimate question songs from The Clash, Should I Stay or Should I Go?, hope you enjoy it thank you so much pat for everything you do and we'll talk with you later
0: it's always tease 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 you're happy when i'm on my knees one day is fine the next it's black so if you want me off your back well come on and let me know should i stay or should i go should I stay or should I go now? Should I stay or should I go now? If I go, there will be trouble. And if I stay, it will be trouble. So come on, let me know.
1: All right. Um, what do you think of The Clash? Uh, I love The Clash. Uh, London is my
2: favorite record of all time, uh, but that that song is that song a big reason why I stopped listening to commercial radio because if you listen to commercial radio, you would think the Clash only ever released two songs, right? That one and Train in Pain, uh, and and I like I like that song, mm-hmm. but I am, just got really burned out on it. But right. the Clash, I love, absolutely
1: love, but. I mean, that's one of the songs that brought people to the Clash too, like the people, the the fringe people who didn't know. Sure, yeah, and hopefully they went back and listened to you know their earlier albums, Mm -hmm. which are a lot stronger than that one. I think Um, this album sucks. I do not like this album at all. Oh wow, I I like about three songs on it. I was, uh, I was highly dis. I just got into the started. I just got Clash acquainted a few years ago, Mm -hmm. and when I listened to the catalog, I thought that this album was going to be stellar for me i thought oh this is the big popular one this is the this is the back in black of the clash and now london collings my jam too yeah and i don't like this album at all yeah i think if well i think if you had started at the beginning and
2: got to it you would have been disappointed because it definitely it's Mm. definitely a step down but i think if you listen to it on its own without you know without the context of the rest of their catalog uh, it's not bad
1: all right uh i'll take your word for it okay um that was weird. I didn't, uh, I didn't plan it that we would have uh, three Southern accents in a row. <laughs> that was like our, our block of Southern people. That's awesome. So, uh, and this guy, this next guy actually lives in the South too. He lives in Florida. So, check this out. Here we go. Let me get it ready. How long have we been recording? 23 minutes. We were hoping to wrap this up in 90. I, hope, I mean, we haven't been doing a lot of shenanigans between songs. Not yet, but there's still Wait, are time. We, are, we, are we planning on it? There's still time. I almost was going to ask if we were going to make cocktails. Maybe tomorrow we will. Yeah, I think so. Tomorrow. Yeah. Did you eat anything today? I had a bagel. I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I've only had, uh, I had the, uh, the large mocha latte, two mm-hmm. shots only. Yeah. Extra hot. Right. And, uh, and a bottle of Gatorade. And that's all. I haven't eaten anything yet. Oh, that's probably not good. I've been putting, I haven't put one thing in my mouth that was uh,
2: food. Um, you should, should definitely not have a cocktail just yet then.
1: No, no, that would be really bad. <laughs> for me. I can, I can drive to the show if you need me to. <laughs> well, no, I'm not going to get drunk before the show. I can drive to the show. No problem. <laughs> I'll get something to eat,
2: but he's getting wasted at the show. People.
1: I just need something. I'm going to put something in my system. Oh, this guy's from Florida. Here we
9: go. Hello, rock solid listeners. Andy Solem from Florida here. My song today is from a band that I'd be surprised if anybody has heard. The Tuesdays were a pop rock band from Norway who released one album on Arista Records in 1998. They sound like a combination of the Bangles meets the Go-Go's and the entire record, top to bottom, is extremely infectious. Check out this track where they ask the question, What is love?
1: send that andy yeah. that sounded great it's good stuff andy solemn king of power pop i mean that's from 1998 i mean i, I don't know how that breaks through in 1998 but, but maybe that's the reason we haven't heard anything from them before but that was great yeah or maybe
2: because he said they're infectious which is a term you've got to steer clear of in 2022
1: <laughs> you think yeah <laughs> All right. Uh, this next song is kind of right in the wheelhouse of the music we are going to hear tonight, Ooh. and I'm going to let this. Uh, I'm going to let two. I'm going to let uh, this guy to attach the song to his intro, so I'm going to let that play, and I'm going to let it go right into the next song, also. And we know this first guy from uh, from Name That Tune. Here okay. we go.
3: Hey, Pat and the rock-solid family. It's Nice Dave from D.C., and I love a good question song. Who do you love? Have you ever seen The Rain? What does the fox say? All classics, but for me, my favorite is from the fantastic chameleon of an artist. It's Mr. Joe Jackson, who asks the musical question, Is she really going out with him? Married
7: now or engaged or something so I'm told
1: Is she really going out with him? Sounds like he's playing it through an AM radio Taking me right back Is she really going out with him? Cause if my eyes don't deceive me There's something going Hold your comments, Kevin Holden.
6: Hey, Rock Solid Nation. Jeff Scoble from Detroit here to contribute for the Patreon-only Questioningly topic. I honestly didn't have to think too hard about this one. First song that came to mind was Joe Jackson's Is She Really Going Out With Him? off his amazing 1979 debut album, Look Sharp. I love the album, and this song just never gets old for me. Take it from about 16 seconds in so you can get to the chorus. Stay safe, everybody, and as always, keep on rocking.
7: With gorillas down my street From my window I'm staring While my coffee goes cold Look over there. Well. there There's a lady that I used to know She's married now or engaged Or something so I'm told
1: All right. Now, Joe Jackson for me is kind of like Elvis Costello where his first albums are the sweet spot again for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then he did a lot of different things, but I will say his new albums, his last like three or four albums have been really great. Yeah.
2: I haven't, I haven't heard a time. I I know, I think you did an all Joe Jackson episode and played some stuff from uh, the newer records, which I liked. I think the other, the other way he's kind of like Elvis is that he gets lumped in as a punk and I don't, I don't really view any of his records as punk. Yeah, yeah, um, I agree with that. I just, I just think there maybe there's a, uh, there's like a sensibility they have. They were like the angry young men of b- British rock, mm-hmm.
9: but
2: not really punk. I, you know, I was looking up old Joe Jackson set list because I saw him on the, um, on the Laughter and Lust tour, and I don't think he played that song, which wow, is that's, like that's crazy ballsy, to think about. Brawzy, I think I remember sitting there with with uh, my friend who I went with angry
1: (laughs) that we had driven all the way down to Atlanta and you don't get to hear that song doesn't do that song so you checking the set list for the the show you were at
2: yeah that's what I'm looking up but uh
1: don't wait for me (laughs) that's gonna take a while let me ask you this Yep. when you were in high school Mm -hmm. was there a girl that you liked and she was going out with a guy and you felt like this like is she really going out with that Mm -hmm. guy uh yep tell me about it there was um, well, yeah, I, I will, uh,
2: change. You're not going to change yeah. the names to protect the innocent. Are you? <laughs> I'm going to change names to protect the innocent. I'm not going pre- <laughs> to change any names. Go ahead. <laughs> there was no, this actually happened. Uh, this is, I can't believe I'm going to tell any part of this story, but, um, and, and this isn't planned. I just yeah, asked no, you this. Um, this is, uh, it's just funny. And this, this kind of sprang to mind. So, uh, I went to the. I went to my junior prom with a friend. I wasn't dating anyone. Very so proud of you. I went with you know, went to the prom, just mm-hmm. went with a friend of mine, but I actually A girl. A girl. All right. And there were there were like a few of us that were sort of all part of one group, but mm-hmm. I really liked this one girl. Like an orgy. Exactly like that. Seventeen <laughs> year old orgy. Uh <laughs> gross. And uh, you know, we didn't have uh, you know, I'm, I'm a man of a certain vintage, so we didn't have cell phones or anything back there, <laughs> certain back <then>. vintage, <laughs> but I, for some reason, I don't, rem- I don't know. This is just bizarre to think mm-hmm. about now, but I actually, she didn't go. She actually didn't go to the, to the prom. Nobody asked her. Um, crazy. Yeah. And because,
1: because she was an intimidating looking female. Yeah. In, in, in the good way. She was, she was. A knockout. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So then no one, that's what El McPherson always says, no one asks me. Because <laughs> right. I'm like, shut up. Uh,
2: but we, for some reason, called her from mm. the prom, like to check in on her. Okay. Like on a pay phone. All right. We called her at home. And then everyone, like our little group, we all got on. And we we're like, we're not really having a good time. We wish you were here, or whatever. And then I was like the last person to talk to her. Uh-huh. And I just said, hey, I really wish you were here. Like whatever kind of like cool (laughs) seventeen year old move I was trying to put on her over the phone, but yeah, no, the unrequited love of my life. Uh. (laughs) But she wasn't going out with someone though, you know. Well, then, but then you know, I I sort of never got around to asking her out, and then she did start going out with someone, and yeah, he he was uh, he was a douchebag. She, but he just, but he, but he asked, he asked, yeah. Uh.
1: So let that be a lesson to you, all you young kids out there. Yeah. Yeah. There was a, uh, there was a girl that I eventually did go out with in high school. And then I went out with her later, like in my college years, again, we rekindled, but um, her name was, uh, I'm not hiding any names, Bridget Agner. Okay. And that was, that was my dream girl all through high school, you know, from ninth grade. The first time I saw her, I was like, what the heck? What's going on here? (laughs) And, um, and she was dating this guy for a while, Mitch Bachman. Now, look, let me tell you about Mitch Bogman. Uh, much taller than me. Okay. Uh, an excellent uh, head of Roger Daltrey-esque hair. Oh, sure. Um, uh, built. Mm-hmm. Uh, athletic. Uh, I would say like a prime Greg Brady looking guy. Oh, nice. So um, I don't stand a chance against this guy. No. But eventually, <laughs> I, I she went out with me. After that guy. So, cause I, uh, I'm persistent and, uh, and, uh, you know, funny at times I'm trying to be, Eh. Eh. but yeah, but I was like, but my thing was like, she's really going out with him even though, you know. He I mean, the way a, you he just, mean he's a dick, he's a dick. I have to say that, but I mean, he's got all those pluses. And then the minus is he's like a fucking dick. Oh, I mean, to hear the way you're describing him. I mean, I probably would have gone.
2: <laughs> so I found the, f- I found the set list and it's not on there. He did not do that. I thought
1: I remember this correctly. Do you and- think he just forgot? Cause I saw UFO one night and they didn't play lights out. And I think they just forgot to. What's funny
2: because if I, you look at this set list and it's, it's pretty heavy on stuff from the record. Like, you know, that Fleetwood Mac. Oh, well covers on. Yeah. That, and he did that. Um, it's a great cover. Jamie G was on that album. Mm-hmm. Obvious song. He opened with stepping out. So he wasn't shying away from right. the big hits. And then his encore, the first song of the, of the encore was I'm the man. Yeah. So then you're great. thinking here, here it comes. Yeah. And then he did a slow song, which great. is from that laughter and lust. Yeah. And then he was done. Wow. And I think we sat there thinking he was going to come out out one more time time and
1: just like, I think we may even started booing when he didn't come back out. I mean, do you think Bruce Springsteen ever doesn't play born to run? No, there's no way. There's no way. No way. I mean, I mean, that's the, that's the signature song. I don't care how many albums he has afterwards and he has other signature songs too. Yeah. You know, but that's like the, that's the song. He does it. He does it every, he does it every night. Like,
2: What is it for Elvis Costello? Is it Allison? It's Allison, and it's probably also Peace, Love, and Understanding. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. Cool. Cool. All right. Uh, This is a guy from Pennsylvania. As a matter of fact, we did a whole episode called Pennsylvania Rocks. So let's hear what he's got for us.
3: Hi,
9: Pat. George Worley from Pennsylvania here. For the Patreon listener episode dealing with songs that are questions, I picked What About Me from the Australian band Moving Pictures. This song was a huge hit in Australia and was number one there for several weeks, but only reached number 29 in late 1982 and early 1983 in America. I don't have much to say about it other than it's a song that made me feel a bit sad, but also hopeful at the same time. The lyrics speak to being overlooked by others and wanting more than we have, and I think just about everyone can relate to that. Hope I don't bring the show down with this tune, Pat. (laughs) Next time I'll try to pick something more upbeat. Thanks, as always, for letting us continue to contribute to these episodes.
7: There's a little boy waiting at the counter of a corner shop He's been waiting down there, waiting half a day They never ever see him from the top He gets pushed around, knocked to the ground He gets to his feet
2: great song i i remember that one on the radio yeah that's a good one it says here that uh in uh 2018 that was voted uh the 37th most australian song of all
1: time why, is it, why what makes it australian <laughs> uh, he's not singing about koala bears and no, no boomerangs i don't
6: know no crocodile <laughs>
1: dundee right no no vegemite sandwiches no uh, no nicole kidman no. i mean come on i don't know now i remember here's the thing i remember about this uh my friend in high school, Mark Figarelli, big fig. Yeah, he wasn't big. He was just he went. If you say call someone big fig, you, you'd think he was fat. Yeah, so but he wasn't.
2: So This is irony.
1: Yeah, just irony. Yeah. He uh, he's big fig Figarelli. Yeah, so sure. Italian had a mu- had a full mustache since like seventh grade. Rocked a mustache and yeah. looked great in a mustache. A Good looking kid, and uh, he's still with us. Um, but he bought this album, and. From my recollection, recollection, the album is a turd. Like, it's, <laughs> this song's the only good song. Like, it was just, a, it was just an $8 single. He could have just bought the 45 because mm-hmm. we did not care for anything else on this album. But that's a great song. It's undeniable. It was in the top 100 in 1983. Yep. I think it peaked at, like, number 29, which I think it's better than that. I think it's better than a number 29. I would have thought it was top 10, but it's not. enough of my voice here we go <laughs> kevin's not adding anything to this hey pat
10: story. hey rock solid listeners this is michael citro down in orlando florida from the michael's record collection podcast
1: hey, hey, hey. what's with the promoting another podcast oh hey wait a second i'm kidding let me start over
10: <laughs> hey pat hey rock solid listeners this is michael citro down in orlando florida from the michael's record collection podcast
1: hey wait a minute what are you he did it again he won't stop mentioning his podcast <laughs> all right let's start over
10: hey pat Hey, rock-solid listeners, this is Michael Citro down in Orlando, Florida, from the Michael's Record Collection podcast, and this is my contribution to the questioningly Patreon-curated episode. A lot of people might remember Tony Carey as the keyboard player for Rainbow back in the 70s, and some may remember he had a couple of hits from his 1984 solo album, Some Tough City, including A Fine, Fine Day and First Day of Summer. But before that, in 1983, he had some success with his science fiction-based project called Planet P, which was renamed planet p project Uh, the self-titled debut came out in 1983 as i mentioned it produced a couple of hits including the song that i chose i love the creepy twilight zone vibe of those first couple of planet p albums including my choice for this show why me pat please start the song around the 22nd mark and let it run through the chorus thanks everyone
1: vaguely remember that song maybe I saw that on MTV yeah I definitely
2: remember that it's it uh, says it only went to 64 on the Billboard Hot 100 um, but yeah no it's, it says here video from MV M, video for why me was included on um, it's one of the 30 songs on the compilation MTV class of 1983 so yeah I think it was definitely a, a big MTV
1: hit all right well because of that song and Michael a good pick but because of that song it's time for a title fight. This is sticks why me Okay, Hartbarger. I call you by your last name because we have a second hand with each other. Yep. Um, Bargs, oh God, what did you? Uh, who wins that title fight? Oh, uh, I think I'm. I think I'm going with the Planet P Project on that one. All right, I'm going to go with sticks. So mm-hmm. it's a draw. Yeah, it's a draw. All right, let's. All right, let's you're not a sticks fan, are you?
2: I, I'm. I'm back and forth on sticks. I yeah, not not a big fan. There's a few other songs I I like.
1: Yeah, it's a little broad, uh, little Broadway sometimes, A little musical theater. Uh, a little bit. Like let,
2: that song right there,
1: mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, the the vocals it was
2: getting a little over the top, but then when the, the sort of melody kicked in on the chorus, that
1: sounded really good. Yeah. So I would love an instrumental album by Sticks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I can't deny it. I can't <laughs> deny it. All right, this is our uh, friend Hob the Troll, right on, aka Steve O'Dockerson. His intro is not rambling this time. It's only 25 seconds long. Ooh, wonder what happened. Let's find out.
8: Hey, Rock Solid friends, it's Steve O'Dockerson broadcasting from the middle of no Oh, he's drunk.
1: <laughs> That's why. He probably does he probably passed out in the middle of the intro. Alright, let's start it over.
8: Hey, Rock Solid friends, it's Steve O'Dockerson, broadcasting from the middle of nowhere in upstate New York. And everyone here thinks I'm really great. <laughs> Thank you. This is Roxy Music off their 1975 Siren album. This is could it happen to me? I love you all. Be safe. Make good choices and buy my album. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Go to Bandcamp. Look up Steve O'Dogherson or Hob Patrol. said could it happen to me and i don't know if they did i'm not sure that i heard it fading it down gonna tell anyone that's a roxy music fan all of their albums have been released on vinyl 2022 half speed master cuts done at abbey road studios available through ray b records and uh ray b was nice enough to send me the digital files for all of those albums so that's what you heard and they sound great so if you're a roxy music fan Or you want to get into them? This is a commercial. (laughs) I don't unsolicited. I don't know what half speed master means. Oh, it's good. It's a. Ask Dana McKissick. He'll tell you. All right. Just tweet at him. He'll let you know. He's the vinyl guy. Okay. He. I ask him all kinds of stupid questions (laughs) all the time, and he answers them. He he answers them.
8: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: All right. Let's, uh, here's our friend Josh Fitzgerald is here. He hasn't done this for a while, I don't think. Just took a trip to London. Now, I, I he saw the ABBA concert. Right. Like, how, I'm, I'm not sure how, they weren't playing, I mean, was it a, was it holograms do you know anything about it What Yeah was it?
2: it's that that's exactly what It is it's it's holograms Of the of the members I, I I'm guessing I don't know a lot about it but it, I think what they did is they, they Did get together and record You know record the vocal Basically do a concert okay um, Do a live recording yeah But they're not actually going out on the road So right. they it's it's like you know uh, They use technology To project themselves and I'm Uh, I'm guessing, you know, there's costume changes. I bet it's amazing. Yeah. um, Yeah. He said it was, he said it was life changing. So that's a big deal. Mm -hmm.
1: All right. Here we go. And here we go.
6: Hey
2: everyone, Josh Fitzgerald here. It's good to be back. It's been a while. I've been on a little bit of a podcast hiatus and at the moment I'm currently packing my bags to get ready to fly out to London to see the ABBA Voyage concert for Ah. which you could imagine I'm really excited about. So it's probably going to be amazing. Um, And of course, being the disco aficionado that I am, I had to pick some kind of delicious late 70s disco goodness. Uh, the first song that actually popped into my head was this track by the great Philly soul singer Gene Carn, who released the song in 1979, but it flopped in the States. It was a little bit of a European club hit, but I still consider this song very much a forgotten disco gem. And I would argue that it has one of the greatest basslines of all time. So the question that the title asks is, was that all it was? I hope you enjoy.
1: Ooh, I like this. Kevin's up, he's dancing Uh, Disco bargs is what we call him Is that really what we call him? I think so, I think it's hashtag disco bargs (laughs) Do it, hashtag it
2: I like those. It's very disco. Yeah, that's great. It's reading about this Abba voyage. Uh, it sounds really cool. They first off they they built an arena for it, so it's in a it's in a dedicated arena. Yes, that's why he had to go to London, right? To see outside it. of London, and they built it especially for the show. It says that the, the band members wore motion capture suits. Oh, okay. And I saw pictures of that online, but I wasn't sure exactly what was going on. Yeah, and they over the course of five weeks they recorded twenty two songs. Um and then the there's there's a live band on stage. So it's basically Oh, okay. A band's playing live and then the holograms are,
1: you know, the performance. Um and it's so funny, the members of ABBA could actually be in in there watching it. Like they could just yeah get seats and watch it among the fans and and check it out that sounds really cool yeah i wonder if they're ever i guess they don't want to release that to the home video market because then it would stop people from going
2: yeah it says it's running well you uh you said you're going to be over in london next
1: year it may still be there well when i'm over in london next year springsteen's playing two shows at hyde park so that's where my uh, ticket money's gonna go yeah now do you hear that little hum yeah it might be from your laptop pick it up once huh, I don't know what that's from. Hmm. And it just started to happen. I wonder if people can hear that also. I do hear it in my headphones. Yeah, it's very weird.
2: Huh. Everything
1: seems to be yeah, now that I've pointed it out, though, talking to your mic again. I am talking to my mic again. Keep talking. I'm still talking in my mic. Still talking.
2: Yeah, I still hear it yeah it it did it just
1: popped up out of nowhere yeah and i don't know what to do about it so we're just gonna keep recording and uh hopefully that's not annoying to you (laughs) all right here's the shortest intro of the day 16 seconds let's see if this guy can do it in 16 seconds there's a lot of stuff this guy does in 16 seconds i bet (laughs) ladies
10: hello pat and all the rock solid (laughs) listeners this is mike markle from philadelphia and my song is, Do You Remember Rock and Roll Radio by the Ramones? Why? Because the Ramones are awesome, and this is an awesome song. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.
6: The all-American pure beef, patties, lettuce, tomato. This is Rock and Roll Radio. Come on, let's rock and roll with the Ramones.
1: fade it down and let's listen. Now I don't hear it. It's gone. Just disappeared. So strange. Now look, I was wrong. Mike Markle ties for the shortest intro because Brian Berkey also has a 16 second intro. All right. All right. Well, that's not it. That's still, uh, the wall of sound produced by Mr. Phil Spector. Now I'm losing my mind a little bit. All right, here's Brian A. Berkey. Hi, Pat. This is Brian Burkey from Pennsylvania. My suggestion for the Patreon question episode is by Luscious Jackson and their 1996 album, Fever in, Fever Out. The track is Why Do I Lie? Thank you.
0: And on the ice It's not easy to be honest Sometimes I'm just astonished they can be
1: tune i'm not familiar with that song
2: i like how brian said suggestion what if you had been like
1: um nah (laughs) i appreciate the suggestion brian but But i'm gonna i'm gonna pass no thanks yeah in third place for the shortest intro at 19 seconds this is our good friend carly anderson only the second lady of the day
2: Two ladies. Still 100% more ladies than you typically have for these episodes. Well, that is true. Here we go.
1: Greetings, rock solid friends. It's Carly Anderson in Denver, Colorado. My favorite question song is Where Is My Mind by the Pixies. It appears on the Surfer Rosa album and is also featured in that David Fincher movie with Ed Norton that we don't talk about. I hope you love it (laughs) as much as I do. Nice, very nice. Carly Anderson bringing some pixies. Now my microphone is cracking. All of a sudden, technical difficulties out of nowhere. Hmm. Well, the last time I was here, we almost had a your uh, your mixer almost blew up. Oh yeah, It got so hot. <laughs> yeah, so maybe it's me. I'm gonna adjust. I'm gonna adjust all wires right now. And again, this none of this gets edited out. Okay, that's my wire. I'm good. You talk. I'm talking. Yeah.
2: If you if you guys have to, that sounds good. Yeah. If I have to listen to all this nonsense,
1: so do you. You, So do you. (laughs) So do you. All right. Let's see what kind of, uh, what's coming up here. This should be, uh, this looks like, this seems like fun. I haven't played a song yet neither of you. No. All right. I'm okay so far without it.
6: Yeah.
1: Everyone's doing a great job. Everyone's fucking great. Good work, everyone. Fucking great. Here we go.
7: Hey Pat and rock Solid listeners, it's Mike Drew from just outside Toronto. Today I'm actually not at home, I'm in... The Woods of Western Mass with me, Kyle Hildreth. We put our heads together for this question episode and we decided to come up with... So this is Love by Van Halen. Unfortunately I don't think a lot of people realize there's a question mark at the end of that. Sorry if you hear the cars going by. But it's from the record Fair Warning. Kyle, what's your uh, what's your take on that album? That sounds like a pretty good first side to me. Yeah, it's uh, one of the perfect sides in rock to me. But listen, everybody, take care of yourselves. Look after each other. Kyle, here's Van Halen. So was the so this is love.
2: Yeah, that's <laughs> the one. All right, not editing that out. Nope. Oh,
7: yeah. Check me out on the good
0: side here. When my baby's on the corner and she's looking so fine But one went together and it blew my mind Man needs love to live, I'm the living proof Catch that smile and I had the
1: All right. I don't know if you agree or not, but we've been listening to all these songs in headphones, Mm -hmm. played out of my laptop, into the mixing board, and then up through the headphones. That song just sounded better than all the other songs for some reason. I don't know what it is about those first six Van Halen albums produced by Ted Templeman, but he just knew how to get this specific type groove Mm -hmm. or I don't know what it is. It just sounds so good. Yeah. It sounded really good. Really great. Uh, and this is kind of cool. Uh, Mike Drew and Kyle Hildreth, they met through this show. We have a nice rock solid community. You and I are hanging out today. Yep. I think those two went to a concert. The aforementioned Carly Anderson was in Chicago last night with our friend Lisa Solak. And yep. they saw uh, The Damned open for Blondie. So, I, you know, this is fun. I love when, you know, everyone's cro- paths are crossing or they, they make a plan to meet up and, yeah. uh, and meet each other. It's cool. Yeah. They uh, hang out IRL, as the kids say. (laughs) (laughs) What does that mean? I don't even know. In real life. In real life. All right. All right. (laughs) Now, this guy, this guy has been on the show many times via the Zoom room. And for some reason, he just has the sweetest microphone and, and a pretty good voice, too. So let's check this guy out. Always sounding good. Here we go.
5: Hey Pat and Rock Solid Nation, it's David Festini here in Northern New Jersey, and my choice for the questioningly episode is an interesting one. Uh, back in the '80s, when I was growing up, I listened to a lot of rock and pop music, and there weren't a lot of messages being sent back then. Uh, at least not <laughs> at least not any good ones um, in the stuff I was listening to. You know, and quite frankly at the age 11 or 12, a message probably would have gone over my head anyway. But this song marks the first time I think I realized that music wasn't just about, wasn't always just about fun or, you know, having a great beat and being fun to dance to. Um, they could it actually, you know, it could actually reach out to you and, and make you think um, and inspire you to do better things. Is he going to play? Do they know it's Christmas?
1: Yeah, that's exactly what I was. It's what I think it's going to be. Do, <laughs> do they know it's Christmas? Hold on. Let's find out. <laughs>
5: The song is Queen with Is This the World We Created? And hey, you know, it's got a question mark and an ellipsis. So if you were planning that ellipsis episode, I'm covered. As always, Pat, (laughs) thanks for letting me be part of the show. Here's Queen.
1: Pat Francis and Kevin Hartbarger. Happy holidays, everybody. <laughs> we'll see you next time. All the best wishes. Mele Kalikimaka. I
2: loved that song. I still love out. it. I still love it. I mean, I do really like it, but I was obsessed with it when it came out. I I had the 12-inch, I would just I would just play it incessantly.
1: And doesn't Sting sing the line Bitter Sting of Tears? It does. It's just perfect.
2: Yeah. Um that queen song's great. I love yes, when, um, it is. I love when uh I love when rock god guitarists Do like nice, you know, slow acoustic numbers like that. And you can just hear just how great, how great they are. Yeah. It's so good.
1: Uh, What do we got coming up here? We find a guy. Okay. This guy, this guy right here coming up. Who's that character? (laughs) I have no idea. Right right now we have a guy coming up. He's not from this country. He's from another country. Interesting. And he's going to lay down some intro and some song. Here we go. Doing a lot of things over here, Kevin. Voices, (laughs) fading up,
6: fading down, jumping from track to track. Here we go.
4: Hello, Pat and the Rock Solid listeners. This is Ian Beresford in Berwick-upon-Tweed, Northumberland, England. For the latest Patreon curated episode questions, I'd like to pick the song Why Did You Do It by Stretch. The song has quite an interesting history. Stretch were actually formed to be part of a, a Fleetwood Mag band that was going to tour the US in 1974 with Mick F- Fleetwood because the other members couldn't actually fulfil the commitment. Fleetwood then pulled out of the, the tour, but it's, it started anyways. And once the crowds realised that there was no actual members of Fleetwood Mac in the band, the whole thing descended into farce and was cancelled. <laughs> So the song is actually about that situation, saying, why did you do it? Because it had an effect on all the band members. I don't think the song was a hit in the US. Uh, It only got to number 16 in the UK, but it's a really great tune. uh, So I hope everybody enjoys it. Thanks again, Pat, for all the great content. Bye for now and speak soon.
2: Why did you do that thing to me? I like
1: that a lot. Yeah, that's
2: awesome. Yeah, I yeah never never heard that. Never heard it at all. Thank at you so
1: all. much, Ian. That was fantastic. Yeah. So that bass
2: was played by Paul Martinez, who uh, ended up playing on the first three Robert Plant
1: records, the Robert Plant solo albums. Yeah. Cool. He's in the mood then, right? Yeah. All right. I just found another guy with a short intro. This guy. Ties with Carly Anderson at 19 seconds. This is a guy we call M bags. Sometimes I'll call him Jag bags. <laughs> he loves I, I don't think he loves it, he but does. sometimes, sometimes, sometimes I'll also pretend that he's drunk. Yes. But he's not. He's not. He's not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's more stretch. <laughs> I know. If I actually did edit this, it would take me too long. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Michael Bagford. Do you call him Mike or Michael? He seems like a Michael. Yeah, I call him Michael. Michael Bagford. But I think he's Mike. I think he goes by Mike. Well, until he corrects us, it's Michael. Yeah. Here we go, (laughs) Jagbags.
11: Hey, everybody. This is uh, Michael Bagford from Urbana, Ohio. There you go. You might also know me as M-Bags. It's been a while since I've contributed to this episode. But the Rolling Stones, they have a question for you. Who's been sleeping here?
1: This is a great song, 1967, from Between the Buttons.
0: What you say, girl, you see what is wrong
7: You must be joking, you was let alone
1: There's a great four part documentary on the stones right now on Epix. E P I X. I think you can, through Amazon Prime, you can watch the first episode for free. And then I think you have to download the Epix app for okay. a seven day free trial. But it's four parts. And like the first one focuses on Mick, second one, Keith, third one, Ronnie, fourth one, Charlie. But you'll see them all throughout the episodes. But, um, and there's they're, they're brand new interviews. Oh, that's cool! And it's and, really cool. And no, but no Bill Wyman. I guess maybe. no Bill Wyman. Like they could have you think about it. They could have done like a Bill Wyman part, and they could have done you know a Mick Taylor, mm-hmm. maybe a Brian Jones, even sure. though he's not with us. Right. But it's pretty cool. There's like stuff like they ask uh, they ask Mick if he thinks he has a good voice, and he says no. He goes no, not I mean, in the technical sense, right. no. Right. He goes, but I can still sing those songs in the key that they're in. Yeah. And sound you know, close to how I did. And that's true. Because I never that's how I always feel. Like I don't think I don't feel like Mick Jagger has a has a he doesn't have a bad voice, but he doesn't have like what you think of as, you know, like Freddie Mercury or Chrissy Hind or, or you know, and right. early Elton John. Yeah. You you wouldn't say he's a great vocalist, but he's right. a great singer. He's a great singer. And yeah. he's the best front man of all time as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm tired of people telling me David Lee Roth is because he did a split and a woo and pulled a
2: <laughs> sword out of his ass. I could care less. You know, I, Mick Jagger could have done any of those things if he wanted to, yes. by the way. Yes, yeah,
1: yeah. It's really good. So I, I've i only seen the Mick episode, but- um, I
2: will check that out. It's fantastic.
1: What I saw was great. All right, I think another guy has a short interest. I'm gonna bump him up. This guy is, uh, I don't know how I feel about this guy. I gotta be honest with you.
2: Hello, rock-solid friends. It's Kevin Hartbarger checking in again from Chicagoland. Boo. Boo. REM is one of my all-time favorite bands, and my favorite record of theirs is Life's Rich Pageant. My favorite song of theirs is What If We Give It Away. I love Mike Mills' harmonies on this song, and overall, I just think it's an underrated gem. So from 1986, here's REM, and What If We Give It Away. Enjoy. And Pat, as always, thanks for having me. (laughs) you. <laughs>
1: That is a great song. That's an
2: excellent song. It's, and
1: uh, again, I have, all, I have all their albums, but I don't know them, you know, back and forth. So this song almost sounded brand new to me because I don't really remember. Oh, very cool. It. Yeah. No, that, uh, you know,
2: that record came out my senior year of high school. So it, it hit me in all the feels. Yeah, that's and, perfect. Uh, it's excellent. Yeah. That intro sounded like it was recorded in somebody's car while they were uh, rushing to make a tea time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um i don't believe i don't really think rem's done oh i think they're done i don't think they are i think we're gonna get another album with bill barry i think bill barry and i think we're gonna get a, a final tour i'm not sure if we will
2: like i did, they just have always struck me as like staying true to their
1: aesthetic and i, d- I don't feel like it would be a cash grab i don't feel like because i don't think they would just like I don't think they would put like a greatest hits volume two out with two new songs mm-hmm. and tour on that. I think they would actually get together and, and make a great album. Yeah. I I agree. If they did it, they would do it that way. Like they would,
2: they would definitely, you know, stay true to who they are. But I honestly think, you know, when, when Bill Berry left, he had had every intention of just of stopping and, you know, being a farmer and, and just not, being involved in it anymore yeah. and and uh and they've they've been very vocal that the records that came out there's some really they put out good records without them yes yes but they said it just wasn't the same without them and when they finally got to the end they just they were like yeah that's it i i think it really is but would you rather it not be i mean i would i would definitely you know i i went to see the police when they did their yeah. r- reunion tour i i saw him a couple times and, I never would have thought they got back together. But right. The way they ended was so acrimonious. It's just abrupt. Yeah. It just, I think they needed to do something for the closure. And I just don't know that REM feels that way. Mm-hmm. Now, yes, I would be all over seeing them again and, and hearing new music from them. But I, uh, I, I would be, I would be willing to bet we'll never see it. But that's just
10: me.
1: Well, you heard it here first, folks. That's a rock If solid, it happens, if it happens, it's because of my positivity and not Barg's negativity. <laughs> Never heard someone be as negative as you just were. All right. I'm going to play another short intro. Um, I got to be honest, your uh, your intro didn't sound as good. I mean, content-wise it was, but the audio wasn't as good as it normally is. What happened? I, I really was in my car. You really uh, were? Yeah. All right.
2: <laughs> so I guess the acoustics are not as great.
1: Not as good as we would have hoped. All right uh my friend brian raisin funny his name is pronounced raisin but it's r-e-z-i-n which i would pronounce as resin mm-hmm. but he said it's raisin yeah i gotta trust him it's his name i assume he's correct i i think so
2: hey pat and rock solid listeners whoa, this is whoa. Brian raisin from appleton wisconsin the question song i have today is will i ever make it home from the band ingram hill it was released in 2004 on their album June's Picture Show. It was actually featured in the movie 13
11: Going on 30. You have to hunt for it, but it's on the radio, in the background, in a taxi. It rounds out the soundtrack, which is a really great soundtrack overall. Hope you all enjoy it. Take care. I woke up from-
1: all right, so I don't know, Brian, I don't know what that hum was during your, uh, your intro, but I just want to let people know that that was, uh, that was not on my end. <laughs> That was, uh, that, and you know what? I listened to your intro before and I didn't hear that. So very, that was wild. So folks join Patreon and Pat will denigrate your audio as well. (laughs) No, no, it's no, the content was great, but I just want people to know that that you heard that, right? Yeah, I did. It was crazy that don't let that uh, stop you from doing it, Brian, but that was, that was (laughs) crazy because both of us kind of jumped out of our seats. Yes. All right, you can get out of my lap now, Kevin. All right. The song is by Ingram Hill. It is Will I Ever Make It Home, and it's from the album June's Picture Show. Here we go. I
0: woke up from my sleep to the sound of that voice the words that I heard I had no choice They told me I had to turn around I sure ran slowly, faded down And I wonder, will I ever make it home? Will I ever leave the ground? Leave this place so far behind The plans that I had were quickly destroyed The problem was one I couldn't avoid I'm too tired to complain, so I just might, and I wonder, will I ever make at home to the place I recognize, far from here out of
1: where I've been? Alright, I gotta tell you, Brian Raisin knows so many artists that I don't know, and every time he puts a song on one of these Patreon curated episodes, I love it. So that's just another artist I have no idea who it is. It's from 2004, Ingram Hill. I really enjoyed that song. What do you think?
2: Uh yeah, no, I I agree. I liked it as well. It's uh you know, nice melodic stuff and yeah, I think it just you know, when when people say like, "Oh, the music these days isn't as good or, you know, there's no there's no good music being made anymore." Yeah. I'm like, "There's so much music being made. It's impossible to listen to it all." Right. That's another reason why, you know, it's Following all these folks on Twitter and seeing the stuff they post yeah. and and
1: hearing artists that you
2: would never be exposed to,
1: yeah, people recommending things—it's great. There's tons
2: of stuff out there. You just have to—you have to be willing to put the work in. Oh, that's what Stephen Kirsch says. Oh, yeah. He says, "Put the work that's in. The you got to do the work."
1: Yeah, well, I'm like, not—I'm not, I'm not putting
2: in the work that he suggests, though. That's not you're
1: not—you're not, not going li- to listen to Senjutsu? <laughs> no, <laughs> by Iron Maiden, no, no, all not right. happening. That's like when well, my brother, okay, again, again, my brother—it's Kyle's dad. He's six years older than me, but there's like 80 years difference. Yeah. Like my brother says, he'll say there's nothing good on TV. And I just, my head just wants to explode. Right. There's too many there's things. There's too, too much, to, There's too much content too much, on TV. Too much. You can't ingest it all. By the way, I recommend on Amazon prime, a show called the outlaws two seasons, six episodes per season. It's all there. You can binge it. Uh, Steven merchant merchant mm-hmm. who co-created the office, uh, he created the show. He writes and directs a lot of it. He's in it. Uh, Christopher Walken's in it. It's it's such a great show. I, that's like my number one recommendation for people. The Outlaws, okay. Amazon Prime. Check it out. I will. Of course, my brother says nothing good. Nothing good. I think my brother still watches CBS, NBC, and ABC. I think that's what he's. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> why he can't find it. He can't find any. He said got all the streaming services, but he he would never watch anything if someone had an English accent or. Anything there, there strange is, There's
2: too much I feel like anytime Anyone's like Oh are you watching this Are you watching this Right I'm still watching Old episodes of It's Gary Shandling show Like I'm th- <laughs> I'm still 30 years behind That's okay Did you watch Severance I've, I
1: have not seen Severance That's so good But it's like But my brother would never Get involved with Severance He'd be like This is ridiculous Yeah No I,
2: I would love to see it I think it's right up my alley I just Yeah haven't
1: gotten to it yet You should see it Yeah Alright here's another intro And another song
12: Hi everybody, it's Darren Hyde from Adelaide in Australia, doing a spit for the questions episode of the Rock Slide Podcast. Once again, I'm keeping my choice local, playing a hit from Australian pop band Middles, Anything, hugely popular band of the 80s and 90s. This is one of the early hits, reached number four, mid-1981, a song called If You Leave Me, Can I Come Too, not to be confused with a similarly titled Brian Adams song from his Waking Up The Neighbors album, two completely different songs mental is anything we used in australia during the 80s they had about 25 top 40 hits during a decade and most likely to remember it overseas for their contribution to the crocodile dundee film the song called live it up which i don't know if it was a hit in america but uh, there you go certainly was a hit here anyway this is mental as anything if you leave me can i come too? take it from the top rock on <laughs>
1: Now I'm gonna play that trash Brian Adams song that he talked about. <laughs> it's from 1991 album, Waking Up the Neighbors. Now the title is different, it's, so it's not a title fight, but this is, if you wanna leave me, can I come too? And I gotta tell you, I am so mad at Brian Adams now. It's just, this, the, the, <laughs> the music he releases now, it's, it's, it's fucking trash. I'm just, uh, I, I, and, I, and I always buy it. I always give it a chance. And I'm just not thrilled ever, ever. No, I think
2: I was done with them at this point. <laughs> yeah. So, of this song so here we go.
1: This is if you want to leave me, can I come too? How about if you leave the music business?
0: <laughs> you can't find love in the
2: also like I threw up in my mouth hold on but this you know if you leave me can I come to I mean that's that's like a that's a great turn of phrase it is the mental as anything guys came up with yeah that he obviously like stumbled across and said oh I want to I'm gonna do a song with that same title yeah mix it up so that no one so so it sounds like it's original yeah
1: not not
2: thrilled what a joke what's the uh didn't didn't he I'm trying to find it he he and Jim Valance wrote a Broadway musical, right? Who what
1: did they write? Um Cats. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> um I don't know, did they? They did. Oh, Pretty Woman. Oh boy. Yes. Uh they have done a musical version of Pretty Woman. I got to be honest, I think I have some songs from them. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Hold on. I think I think Dave Festini sent me these. Oh yeah, here it is pretty woman the musical okay i'm gonna read some song titles you tell me what you want to hear you ready welcome to hollywood anywhere but here something about her luckiest girl in the world rodeo drive on a night like tonight don't forget to dance freedom any of these you want to hear any of these? <laughs> I mean, none of them are let's hear welcome to hollywood because this is what starts the show right this is this is going to pull us in this and is what's going to pull us in and, then... and make us love it What if we end up loving it?
2: What if we go to this tonight instead of Elvis Costello? <laughs> yeah. Cast is all assembling on stage. Yeah. Yep.
7: Welcome to Hollywood.
0: What's your dream? Tell me what's your dream. I know you got one. It's like a map to your life.
1: You can see the people dancing now. Yeah.
0: Get up on your feet. It's a crazy town. Get out on the street. Go and shake it down. So stick with me. I'm clapping. you see where this is going. You'll see the city's heartbeat.
1: It that last clap I did got me my 10,000 steps. Oh, well done. Yeah. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> All right. Let's try one more of these. Uh, luckiest girl in the world because she's a hooker how is she the luckiest girl in the world (laughs) or is this when she meets Richard Gere right and she doesn't have to hook anymore is this a ballad or is this upbeat Uh, I think it's going to be upbeat let's find out I don't know
0: to go away just think about where you were yesterday it's so amazing can it be true that a billionaire would bother with a girl like
1: a you? A billionaire?
0: You got money to spend. You got champagne on ice. There's a smile on your face. You're getting treated real nice. Starting to feel like you're the luckiest girl in the world.
1: <laughs> That's pretty bad Okay We gotta do three. Oh god So Rodeo Drive uh, On a night like tonight That just sounds like A Brian Adams song That we've heard before On mm-hmm. a night like tonight. Don't forget to dance You're beautiful This is your life Never give up on a dream Ugh. You and I There's a ton of songs here I could get used to this What? Sex from a hooker? <laughs> uh, you can't go back To hooking long way home after you've hooked <laughs> together forever i married a hooker mm-hmm. that together forever is the ends the shell so let's do that one. All right, yeah let's all right Oof. it's got to be upbeat right oh yeah <laughs> almost sounds like the first one <laughs> to be honest though these songs are better than the songs that are on his new studio album these were a little bit catchier for me i'm not gonna lie to you i can't even believe i have these songs that's how much file sharing i'm doing now i I don't even get to listen to half the stuff that gets sent to me i I, i'm i hope darren aronofsky remakes pretty woman and she's like a meth head and and like like you know like uh you know oh god that's so bad
2: It, it, it said the show the show ran for a year where it was on, on Broadway. Broadway on Broadway, like wow. literally for a year. It went, uh, August
1: of 2018 to 2019. And then he, he had to release these songs so that someone would hear them. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't even, I didn't even just, when you said about it, I was like, wait a minute. I think I had, yeah, I, re- I remember seeing posters for
2: it and I was, and, and thinking what? And then I never, I never dug into it. Cause I guess I figured that's what I was going to hear
1: turning movies into musicals and then musicals into movies and it's just can't someone write something original, original yeah i just don't, i don't get it they're just they're just recycling mm-hmm. rock solid the musical <laughs> well that's an idea it's just me sitting here <laughs> but i'll get up from time to time and dance <laughs> all right I, I, now i kind of lost track in my playlist here because i've been jumping around a little bit and i don't want to miss anyone man
5: that sunset is gorgeous
1: Uh, have we heard a song by Paul Weller yet? We have not. All right, that's next. We'll definitely use one of those Brian Adams songs as our playout today. Here we go. Here we go.
4: Hello, Pat, and to all the rock-solid listeners tuning in around the world, this is Steve Perry from over in Sydney, Australia. Journey. With my selection for this month's <laughs> Patreon-curated episode, song that I've chosen is from Paul Weller's second solo album, Wild Wood, which came out in 1993. After the demise of the Style Council, he had to pretty much start at the bottom, playing small crowds in small clubs. But uh, he's built up a fantastic solo career over the last 30 years. On this album, he posed the question, has my fire really gone out? So I hope you enjoy it. Sit back, relax and enjoy Paul Weller off Wild Wood with Has My Fire Really Gone Out?
1: Weller has a ton of music. Yeah. Tons and tons. That's from 93. The modfather. Is that what they call him? Yeah. I love that. Uh
2: who's your favorite Beatle? Ah, oh, that's a loaded question. It's not Ringo.
1: To sleep with. <laughs> Definitely Ringo. Okay. Uh it's not Ringo. So he's number four. He's in the fourth position.
2: Yeah. yeah okay. For sure.
1: So then who's in the third position?
2: Ah, uh, I you know it it just. It really varies. I mean, it's probably
1: Paul. I mean, number 1. Number Paul, 1 is Paul. Paul's probably number 1. Kind of hard to deny Paul the number 1 position. Yeah, but then I, I you know, I go
2: it just it's, it's sort of the Beatles are just one of those bands that are so ingrained into, mm-hmm. you know, if if you're a if you're a fan, and most most people are, it's just so ingrained in your like in your soul. Yeah. that you kind of think about him differently from time to time, mm-hmm. you know, and you'll go off on like different tangents and like, Oh, I'm really into, I'm really into John stuff right now. Right. Or, or like you recognize that like George, you know, what George did was, uh, but definitely after watching get back, you can see like that Paul just was he kept it together. He kept it together. And he's also, I think doesn't, I think people realize it now, but I think for the longest time he didn't get the credit for being, uh, like a truly innovative artist. Right. People thought, Oh, well, John's like the, you know, he's the innovator. He's the one that, you know, has a sort of different take on things. And Paul's just, you know, he's like the pop star, but it's not, I mean, that's not at all the case.
1: When I watched that six hour, uh, documentary, my takeaway was, Oh my God, Paul McCartney is a genius. Like when Mm. he would just sit down at the piano and just like, he'd be like, what the fuck? Uh, George was a crybaby to me a lot. <laughs> Seriously, he was. And John was just fucking around so much, just yeah. fucking around. And, um, you know, that fucking around would also add to mm-hmm. the genius that Paul was creating. And then Ringo was just, he was a team player. He was there oh, on time. 100%. And he was happy to be there. And no matter who was right. Ra- he seemed to get along with all three of the guys mm-hmm. and he had a crush on Linda. Okay. Totally. So, yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. Well, we're going to hear from your third favorite beetle, then George. <laughs> okay. And. Syndrome he... is from a buddy of mine from college. Also shares my name, Pat. Here we go.
9: Hey, Pat and rock solid world pat from pittsburgh pennsylvania here songs with a question in the title so many to choose from okay i'm gonna get a little deep for a minute i want to talk about the healing and cathartic power of music i lost my brother dan very recently to cancer and i'm the youngest of five and my siblings are all baby boomers i was born in 1965 so it's a gray area but i feel like a boomer because from them i got this amazing catalog of music to grow up with from motown to the british invasion and everything else my two middle brothers including dan experienced all there was to experience about the late 60s and 70s and when i was a kid maybe 10 i would sneak into their room and they had these milk crates filled with awesome albums and i'd listen to them so like most they grew out of that hippie phase but they kept a great musical taste and that's where i'm going with this Rock and roll music was a big part of my brother's life. I've lost count of how many people have said to me, hey, I heard some Van Morrison the other day and it made me think of Danny. Or every time I hear the Beatles, I think about your brother. My son lives out west and he wasn't able to come in for the funeral. His first concert at the age of 13 was Steely Dan with me and Danny. So since he couldn't be here, he rode out into the desert listening to Steely Dan and he offered that up to his uncle. So, no matter where we are on this planet, we all have those songs, those moments, those concerts, something that's in the music that reminds us of someone who might not be here with us anymore. But they're here in that music and in that memory. And there's healing in that and there's peace in that. So, Dan's favorite group was the Beatles. So, I'm going with What is Life by George Harrison. Cue it up anywhere you want, Pat. You're the pro. Rock in peace, Brother Dan. Rock in peace.
1: Pat, that was an excellent intro, an excellent tribute to your brother and what rock and peace, Dan. Very yeah. nice. Very nice. Beautiful. Yeah. Couldn't do it better. All right. Let's move on. Now it's going to be hard to just to be a jackass now <laughs> behind the microphone. Oh, I believe in you, Pat. Oh, can I do it? <laughs> All right. Let's see what the, let's see what Jeff Snow has for us. We got two Jeffs back to back. We're going to have Jeff Snow and then Jeff Frank. Let's pit them against each other. Let's start. Let's let's vote. Who do yeah, fight? Yeah, name fight. Jeff versus Jeff. Here's Jeff Snow.
3: Hey, Pat and rock solid listeners. This is Jeff Snow from sunny South Florida. Longtime listener, first time Patreon participant. Oh. when I saw this episode topic, I immediately thought of why was it so easy by Daryl Hall off his 1980 solo album Sacred Songs. It's an incredible song that I first fell in love with uh, when one of my favorite artists, Butch Walker, absolutely killed it on his episode of Live from Daryl's House. It's a musty performance. It's on YouTube. You got to check it out. And speaking of Butch Walker, Pat, I know you're a big Chrissy Hine fan. And if you haven't heard his song, Chrissy Hine, then you should do yourself a favor and check that out. But I digress. Pat, thanks for doing these fan-curated shows. Happy to be a part of it. You can take it from 1 minute 10 seconds. Cheers.
7: It's your game And you play it so cool That night Seems like an illusion i was talking to you but if you're supposed to be such a mystery why was it so easy
1: All right, Jeff. Keep participating. That was a good first. Uh, I was going to say that was a good first try. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? You keep going, Jeff, and you'll get you'll get it good. You'll yeah. get it well. Yeah. What? I can't. This, these I aren't know. even sentences. I don't know. Well, if you say your prayers and take your vitamins, you too
2: can be a Hulkamaniac too, <laughs> <laughs> brother. <laughs> All right,
1: Jeff Frank. Here we go. Yep
2: hey
12: it's jeff chiming in with my patreon pick and i'm going with one of my favorite bands of all time it is the old 97s kiss song is question off of satellite rides their 2001 excellent release so pat did you know that someday somebody's gonna ask you a question that you should say yes to so the lyric goes um Yeah, this is a song about what some would certainly say is the ultimate question. Um, It is a song that is still a staple of Rhett Miller's live solo shows. And one cool little thing that he does every once in a while that I dig is sing the song entirely in French. Oui, oui. And so I say crank it and stay frosty.
7: That you should say yes to Once in your life Maybe tonight I've got a question for you
1: Pretty great song. I like that. Yeah. It uh,
7: broke the rules though, didn't
1: it?
2: There's not a There's not actually a question mark in the song title. No, the song
1: is just called Question.
2: Well, you know, the rest of us worked a little harder to come up with an actual question. So Jeff...
1: <laughs> yeah, stay frosty, Jeff And do it right next time <laughs>
2: I'm just the guest here I don't want to overstep my bounds
1: Now, Jeff said that sometimes that guy sings the song in French Is that what he said? He did I love when artists sing in, in a different uh, language I just love it Oh, do you?
0: Yeah mm. Una bienvenida calurosa.
1: Why does that make me laugh so much? (laughs) I don't know. I just love it so much. (laughs) I love it as much as you hate it
2: because he has he has no idea what he's saying, does he?
1: I don't think so. It's probably all phonetically, right? Yep.
0: That's
1: Tobacco Road. ridiculous just ridiculous but i own it and i'm so happy i'd rather have that than that uh, pretty woman soundtrack (laughs) yeah
2: well i won't uh argue with that
1: all right moving on now we were trying to get this done in 90 minutes right now we're at one hour and 42 so we're close okay we're close uh you did send me another song do you want to introduce this and i'll play a little bit of it
2: yeah we'll uh we'll we'll check this one out so you 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 know Barry Mann and uh, and Cynthia Weil right? I don't think so. Songwriting duo. They, yeah, uh, no, they're uh, they're part of that Brill Building. Never heard from of it. The '60s. <laughs> Carol King, Neil Diamond. I yeah, get it. Right. They're responsible for songs like I don't know. You've lost that love and feeling. Boo. Uh, they're all. We got to get out of this place. That's another one of theirs. They wrote uh, "Kicks" and "Hungry" for Paul Revere and the Raiders. Amazing. They're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as songwriters. Uh and uh but Barry Mann also tried uh his hand at a solo career in the early sixties right. and uh this So this is him singing? This is him singing. This is a top ten hit from I think nineteen sixty two and it's called Who Put the Bomp in the Bomp Bomp Bomp. That's a sex
1: song, isn't it? Well some people say this is the greatest love song ever written. All right. Should I take it from the top? Right from the top. All right, let me bag it up a second. Here we go.
0: I'd like to thank the guy who wrote the song That made my baby fall in love with me Put the bomb in the bomb, ba-bomb, ba-bomb. Who put the bump in the bomb. a bump a bump? Who put the ram in the a ding dong? Who put the bop in the pop shabop shabop? Who put the dip in the dip did it? Who was that man? I'd like to shake his hand. He made my baby fall in love with me. Yeah.
1: Oh, oh it just stopped. <laughs> it have, That's so weird. That shouldn't have happened. No, it just just it just stopped. Yeah, well, it's that's stuck. A, that's okay. That's where you would. It's weird. The, the, it just, the file just stopped playing. Oh. And it it's weird because you started to sing and then it stopped. <laughs> it was like, I, I will have no part of him singing yeah, along.
2: I don't, I don't blame All you. right.
1: I don't know what happened. Now, I could probably get Barry and Cynthia on the show. Do you think that would be interesting to people? Oh, absolutely. I should do that then. Yeah. They live, they live here. They live here in LA. Oh, is that right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess that makes sense. Yeah.
1: I'm going to try because I I you know just you naming those songs that I everyone knows those songs so that would be interesting
2: well it's kind of a fascinating period yeah and you know, the Brill building and all the people that you know wrote and the songs that came out of there it's uh pretty amazing actually Jerry Jerry Goffin is also credited as a, a writer on that song that we just heard
1: you know and he wrote you make me feel like a natural woman yeah
2: and who put the bomb
1: bump in the, the, the Bomb. and the Um, this next guy, Ken Pappalardo Hey, Hey. Ken Sounds like he put the bump in the bump -bump. Hey, what the fuck (laughs) Pappalardo Hey, you want a slice? Here we go Hello, Pat and Rock
12: Solid listeners, this is uh, Ken Pappalardo in Denver, Colorado The one I chose
1: for this episode He's from the Pappalardo crime family Do you know that? (laughs) I don't think that's true I'm going to back it up
12: Hello Pat and rock solid listeners This is uh, Ken Pappalardo in Denver, Colorado The one I chose for this episode was kind of a hit um, Way back (laughs) when I was in high school in 1987 By the Australian band The Hoodoo Gurus The song is called What's My Scene From the album Blow Your Cool If you were around back then might have heard it Or seen it on MTV's 120 Minutes Or if you had a college station in your area might have heard it there if you don't know this song, you might recall the slightly more popular one on the same album called Good Times, which featured the bangles on harmony vocals, and I
1: think oh, they nice. appeared in
12: the video as well. The band is still making music today, with nearly all the original members still involved. I like this song a lot. If you know it, I hope you do too. If not, hope you'll enjoy it. and Maybe search for some other stuff from them. This is What's My Scene by the Hoodoo Gurus. <laughs>
1: Sounds good already. Is this Jangle Pop? Jangle Pop adjacent. All right.
7: And another fan, I've been wondering lately. Oh, baby, tell me where have you been?
0: Now the stage is set, where's my Juliet?
2: Good tune. So Dave Faulkner, who's the lead singer, okay. says that's his favorite song of theirs. Dave Faulkner, the lead singer of Hoodoo Guru, says that, that's that's okay. his favorite song of theirs. I thought you
1: were going to say, he said that's his favorite song of all time.
2: <laughs> it is his favorite song of all time. It's also the 67th most Australian song of all time, according to the same. Wow. Yeah. So moving pictures, twice as Australian as, as that Guru's. one. Yep.
1: I'm gonna. I haven't played a song yet, so I'm just gonna play one. Uh, I'm gonna dedicate it to Murray because I think he hates this band. <laughs> this is Blink 182, and this is "What's My Age Again."
7: <laughs> I took her out. It was a Friday night. I woke alone to get the feeling right. We started making out, and she took off my pants. But
0: then I turned on the TV. And that's about the time she walked away from me. Nobody likes you when you're 23. And I'm more more these my TV shows. What the hell is ADV? My friends say I should have my age. What's my age again? What's
1: my age again? I'm sorry. I love that song. <laughs> I think that sounds pretty good. <laughs> Kevin, yes or no? Bomp did a bump?
2: Well, yeah. I mean, I would take who put the bump over that one. No, it's, it's, it's fine. Lyrics are a little problematic in 2022.
1: <laughs> <laughs> are they as problematic as these lyrics? <laughs>
2: I mean, he's, he sells it pretty hard That's why <laughs> He does sell it pretty hard He's the greatest front man of all time <laughs>
1: Oh damn <laughs> Damn I think we only have two songs left Alright uh, Who do you want to hear first Thomas Wallace or Jerry Riggs Let's go We'll go Thomas Wallace Alright you didn't want to make a choice so you just went with the first I name just, I just the first one if you choose not to to I can't say it. <laughs> it's the rush lyric. If you if you, if choose, you choose not, not to, to decide, decide, you still, still have, have made a choice. If there's ever an episode that could use editing, it's this one. <laughs> it's this one. And sadly, none <laughs> none will happen. I want it to feel like you're right here in the room with the mistakes, with the fun, yeah, with the excitement and the mistakes. Do you want to get a slice before we go to the uh Hey, you want a slice? Hey, Papa Lardo made me think of it. There's a place right around the corner. It's called Tomato Pie. We'll get it on the way. Hey! You like a, you like a Mexican Coke? <laughs> well, wait. Can you be more specific? Mm. Well, you'll find out. <laughs> okay. And trust me, you'll have a great time at the show. Here we go.
11: Hey, Pat, and all you rock-solid listeners out there. This is Thomas Wallace from Florence, Alabama, and I've got a song by my favorite artist, for the Question curated episode, this song is What Have I Done to Help from 2020's Reunions album by Jason Isbell in the 400 unit and is one of two songs on the album to feature David Crosby on backing vocals. The 400 unit consists of Jimbo Hart on bass, Chad Gamble on drums, Sadler Vaden on the guitar, of course. Derry DeBoerha on keyboards, Definitely. and Jason's wife Amanda Shires Perfect. on the fiddle. They took the name the 400 unit from the colloquial name of the original mental health unit at the hospital here in Florence. (laughs) Jason wrote this song as a way to acknowledge his selfishness in his past, and we'll pick it up in the second verse where he points out some of his failings in his first marriage and subsequent divorce. So, Pat, please drop the digital needle at the 151 mark. And as always, thank you for giving us the opportunity to participate in these episodes and keep on rocking.
7: See, I've made mistakes That I can't erase some of the love I've lost Will not come back to me I broke my word I lied on a Bible Just to feel a little free She didn't deserve it Nobody ever deserves it But I caught anchor And I drifted out to sea And you found me busted Somehow you trusted I was not what I could be. What have I done to help? What have I done to help somebody save me? What have I done to help?
1: Thomas, great intro, great song. My, my dream now is for Thomas Wallace and Tony Greathouse to get together. And post a picture of those guys drinking a sweet tea. <laughs> I gotta have that. I, I, I don't. I don't know where you guys live in Alabama in relationship to each other. You're both in Alabama. Uh, this is a Jason Isbell. So I mean, I just can't imagine these two guys not getting along. Yeah. So well,
2: it looks like Thomas is from West Alabama. Okay. Tony is famously from East
1: Alabama. Oh, so they're, but they're they could meet the East Coast middle. West Coast. Yeah, uh, yeah.
2: They're not
1: going to get along. There's a whole feud. Not going to get along at all. <laughs> Um, but uh, music brings us together It does, it does In the middle of Alabama Yeah, I mean, look If you don't believe that music brings us together Then you've probably never heard this
0: Noche de ronda en la ciudad that's
1: all I'm saying. What if I just
2: threw my headphones down and stalked out? <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time.
1: <laughs> all right, we got one more, and then I'll pick a play out song or, uh, from, from you, maybe, or from me. Who knows? Who knows? This is Jerry Riggs. I always say Jerry Riggs brings the rock. Let's see if he does it today.
2: Hello, Rock Solid Nation. This is Jerry Riggs coming to you from Columbus, Ohio. By the time this episode drops, myself and Rock Solid Patreoner Dwayne Hoffman will have made our way from Ohio to Red Rocks in Colorado and have seen the Black Crows in concert back on August the 29th. So for this episode, I decided to choose a song from the Black Crows. The song is called How Much For Your Wings from their fourth studio album called Three Snakes and One Charm, released in 1996. Since Colorado is a legal state for recreational use of the devil's lettuce, and the crows, especially Chris Robinson, does partake in this, I'm assuming there will be a big cloud of smoke hovering around, so hopefully it won't obstruct our view. Oh Wouldn't God. be surprised if I see old reeferhead Murray V. himself there. Thanks, Pat, as always. Everyone take care and be safe. Uh-huh.
1: Jerry, we're recording this on August 28th, so your show with Dwayne Hoffman is tomorrow, so you guys drive safely, have a good time, uh, partake of the Devil's Lettuce, uh, hashtag Devil's Lettuce, uh, <laughs> take a selfie, take some pictures, post them on the Rock Solid Twitter. Uh, I don't know if Carly Anderson or maybe John Lamoureux might even be at that show. It's so possible. You need to tweet it up. Yeah. You four need to get together and, and some selfie it. Selfie it up. Have you been to Red Rocks? I haven't. Uh, no I mean was going to go last year. I thought maybe Joe Reynolds. And I thought maybe Tony Greathouse. And we were all going to go and meet Lisa Solak and uh, Carly Anderson there. But then the three guys were chickens. So we didn't go. <laughs> right. But um, well, you're
2: intimidated by strong women.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Absolutely. But I want to get there and I'm sure I will. And Carly seems to go to every show that's there. So yep. hopefully I, I'll get to go to a show with her. So. That's the episode. You want to participate, two bucks a month, patreon.com forward slash Rock rocksolidpodcast. You can also win prizes at that tier. It's fun, fun, fun. Everyone who submitted today, great job. All the new people who did it, please do it again. And remember, songs that stop and start again. It's going to be difficult, but you guys can do it. Songs uh, that stop and start again. Perfect. Perfect way to sell it. Now, do you have a song that you want... For the play out? Was this, and did you have fun? Was this as boring as it always is? I mean, it's fine. You no, didn't was, have to, to prepare anything. No, this was great.
2: For- I I enjoy, uh, you know, as as you say, it's a great community. I love hearing everyone's voice. Uh, and it's cool that there was, there,
1: there was several, like, there's been a lot of meetups recently. Oh, yeah, it's pretty yeah. cool. And we're meeting up, so this is all good. Yeah. And my wife said she had a date with a guy tonight, so I don't know what that's about. Oh, nice. Well, yeah, listen, nice, everyone man. should meet up. Yeah, it sounds like it. So what's uh you got a play out for me? Because I'll have to find it first uh, of all.
2: I do. You have this uh right. for sure. Bomb It's one, it's uh one of I think you and I's uh both would have these guys on our list of favorite bands. All right. Uh, a couple brothers, the Davis Brothers, uh, from one of their not not so great albums, but I think I love this song.
1: It's from UK Jive. All right, and which one is it? It's how do I get close. All right, here it is. <laughs> Nope, I do- <laughs> Oh, the headphones are off <laughs> Let me find it And I like that you called it When you said the Davis Brothers, that confused me Well, I I like to uh, It's the Davis Brothers <laughs> You know, I like to put on the proper Ray Davies, no How do right. I get close? This is one of the few songs that's good on UK Jive Yes, agreed Alright, Kevin, thanks for being here I look forward to the show tonight yep. And I look forward to our Elvis Costello episode That we will record tomorrow Excellent And with that From the worst kinks album, UK Jive. Please enjoy How Do I Get Close? Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Pat.
0: What do they know?
1: I talk a little bit for me, Kevin. Okay, I'm talking a little bit. Perfect. Everything's good. Everything's working. Okay, intro.